Hello, 49er fans, and welcome to the latest edition of the 49ers Paradise Podcast Show. Thank you all once again for tuning in. This week's show is unsponsored. If you're interested in sponsoring the 49ers Paradise Podcast Show, drop me a line at brian at 49ersparadise.cjb.net. Of course, you can always comment at that address as well, or you can call in. Just click the phone link in the top right-hand corner of the main page of 49ers Paradise, and you can have your take played on the air. We're also interested in all of your comments, so please feel free to comment on the forum or in the blog for this week's podcast show. We do really want to know what you want to hear, and we'll try and cater to that. A little bit quieter here this week. It's just me, Brian, here all by my lonesome. No big deal, though. We'll be back with Roundtable in the near future. I know a lot of you enjoyed that, and it is uh, definitely a lot of fun to record, but we're not going to be able to do it every week, and when we do do it, uh, the future ones will be quite a bit shorter. Most of our feedback was quite positive, but there that was definitely the one comment, was to try and keep our shows to a little bit shorter. Most people don't have an hour to sit around and listen to our roundtable, so we'll try and keep it a bit shorter. Today's show will definitely be shorter, um, but I do appreciate that uh, some of you just want to get the, the nitty-gritty and uh, hear our takes on the team. So it's always great to beat a team you're supposed to beat, and it's been a very, very long time since the 49ers have been in that situation and actually won. Of course, the 49ers are very often the team that's supposed to lose and does lose, uh, but those days seem to be behind the 49ers. Of course, the next four weeks between the Saints, the Giants, the Eagles, and the Pats will be significantly more difficult than we've seen anything uh, this season. But uh, the 49ers may be up for the challenge, and uh, that's something I definitely was not anticipating heading into the season. Um, I think this is very much in large part due to Mike Marks and J.T. O'Sullivan. Uh, there's actually no doubt in my mind that that's the case. J.T.O. has uh, continued to improve week over week, continues to prove his worth. Uh, this week, the biggest uh, enhancement seemed to have been that J.T.O. was able to recognize when to run, when to toss the ball away, and uh, when to make a play out of nothing. So that was uh, amazing to see. Of course, uh, he got a lot of help from the offensive line this week. They uh, had a much, much easier day than they did against the Seahawks, so that was a, a huge difference maker for JTO as well. But if he can continue on this path and continue up this uh, steep learning curve this rapidly, uh, JTO is going to make a name for himself, and uh, then my only worry becomes what happens when he becomes a free agent at the end of the season. Uh, there's no doubt that Mike Martz's play calling and perhaps his overall aggressiveness has taken taken over across the team here. Uh, there's a lot of question as to whose team this is, whether it's Mike Martz's team, whether it's Mike Nolan's team, um, and we'll get into that a little bit more a little later in the show. But on offense, there's no doubt that uh, Marks is calling the right plays, he's putting the offense in a place to win, and uh, J.T. O'Sullivan is executing uh, amazingly. Uh, of course, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the receivers. Both uh, Isaac Bruce and Bryant Johnson 
had great weeks this week. And, uh, you know, it's continuing on that path. They, they didn't have absolutely huge numbers, but they made the clutch catch as they were downfield. They were in position. Uh, really, really did well. Josh Morgan is also showing up. Arnaz Battle is always there for the clutch catch, and he was there on an end around too. Um, and Battle actually on uh, an onside kick came up quite big as well. Uh, talk about the wrong guy to be kicking <laughs> kicking the ball to on an onside kick. Arnaz Battle uh, definitely knows how to catch a ball and what to do with it in his hands. So uh, definitely the receiving group is uh, looking way better than last year, and they're coming together quite nicely. Um, no doubt that uh, they'll have to continue to, to win those battles and to get open downfield for JTO to continue his success. Um, but the group is uh, men meshing quite well uh, with JTO and with each other. They seem to be playing off each other. Really, really great to see that. Uh, of course, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about two offensive players, uh, in particular Vernon Davis, and I'll start there. Uh, Davis has yet to live up to his uh, expectations. He, he's doing a good job blocking, don't get me wrong. Um, he seems to be playing pretty well. seems to be able to get open and run past defensive backs. The only thing he has to do now is actually catch the ball. If Davis can hold on to those balls and start running by defenders with it in his hands, uh, that's going to be a big, big time for this team. Now, Terrell Owens had an issue holding on to the ball as well for a good portion of his career. He had a lot of drops. thing is, though, when you got the ball in his hands and when he actually caught it, it was big, big, big play. Owens has overcome a lot of that adversity. And I think, you know, I hate to say it, but maybe Vernon Davis should call the guy up and say, Hey, dude, what's up? Not that you would ever want Terrell Owens to be somebody's mentor. But if there's something that Owens can give him to help him hold on to that ball, um, I'm not saying Owens would even be willing to do that, but that might be something. Uh, I don't see the 49ers getting rid of him all that quickly uh, just because of that explosive talent, but I do see uh, Delaney Walker and Michael Robinson will start getting their fair share of looks if Davis can't hold on to the ball. Uh, next, of course, is Frank Gore, and Frank Gore is uh, having a tremendous year. His numbers are already better than they were last year. He's being used as a receiver. He's being used out of the backfield. He's being fully utilized, and uh, Gore is clearly the centerpiece of the offense. The 49ers are clearly making a point of getting the ball in his hands 25 times or so a game, um, and he's doing something with it. Uh, he had an amazing touchdown run on a bobbled uh, pitch, and of course, you know, don't want to see him bobble the pitch, but in that case, it actually worked out to his benefit, and uh, he never once looked at the ball, which is what I found just amazing. He had his eyes on the line of scrimmage, on his holes, on the end zone the whole way. Um, of course, you'd like to see him tuck the ball in, and if necessary, be patient for that hole to open, but uh, wow, it's uh, great to see Gore off to such a fast, incredible start, and it helps the team stay really, really balanced. Uh, this is definitely proof that Mike Martz does not need to air it out on every single play. Uh, 49ers have been very balanced uh, this past week and not uh, overly one-sided throughout the season as of yet either. So that's uh, pretty good news. Defensively, the team uh, had a pretty good game as well, starting in the defensive backfield. Uh, both Walt Harris and, of course, Nate Clements performed really, really well. Terrell Brown had a key interception as well. Uh, he is looking like he may shape up to be a really solid nickel or dime cornerback. Of course, uh, Spencer was out with an injury, and we'll see what happens for this week's game. But uh, 
Terrell Brown was really making some noise back there. The group did have a little bit of difficulty uh, handling Rudy Johnson, the Lions running back in the defense backfield. Of course, you never want to see the opponents running back in the defense backfield. So I uh, do want to get a little bit of improvement in our run stuffing department. It's an area the team has struggled in over the past four, uh, few years, and uh, it's an area the team continues to struggle in. So that would be the key area, run stuffing, that the 49ers need to improve on. Uh, for the next few weeks. I would really, really like to see them come up big in that department and keep the rest of the defense going as it has been in order to contend with the big boys over the next four weeks. Uh, at linebacker, of course, Patrick Willis continues to perform well. Spikes is uh, really coming into his own as well. It's shaping up to be a really, really solid group. Lawson had a pretty, sol uh, pretty quiet week, actually. And uh, that was a little disappointing. I would like to see a little bit more out of Manny Lawson at this point. Uh, Justin Smith, who plays both end and, uh, of course, linebacker, had a really amazing uh, interception to close out the game. Perhaps one of the most athletic plays I have seen in a very, very long time. So if you haven't had a chance to check out that Lawson interception, uh, or sorry, that Smith interception, I would really recommend catching it on the highlights towards the end of the game. Just uh, an amazing acrobatic athletic catch. Of course, that brings us down to our coaching staff. Um, and our coaching staff, for what one way or another, is looking way better. And I think a lot of it is the smarts fever that's catching on throughout the team. Um, I'm not convinced that all of it is Nolan, even though he'll tell you it is him. Uh, particularly, I'll focus on the fourth and one uh, play on the goal line which Nolan sent out the field goal team. Of course, after a timeout, eventually we have an end around to Alan Rossum, called by Marks for the touchdown, uh, really cementing the game for the team, and really the right call in the situation. Uh, that type of aggressiveness was uh, something that Nolan never had with the team. And um, one way or another, the two you know, sit down and talk it out, and as long as they get, get the right call at the end of the day, guess it's not such a big deal, but you would, of course, like to see a little bit more of that coming from Nolan. Um, but, you know, it's great to have Mike Martz around, and hopefully he'll be around for a while because the team would be in serious trouble without him. At least, in my opinion, that's the case. The other thing about the coaching staff is at a certain point uh, towards the end of the game, they seem to take the pedal, their foot off the pedal, and that seemed to slow, the slow down the momentum, and uh, they realize this. They realize that the game was not completely out of hand yet, and so they uh, realized this, picked up their slack, and went right back to it. Uh, that's not something that I see Nolan uh, regularly doing, so it was, uh, ag again, another good shift, and I really think this March fever is really catching on in 49er land, so um, hats off to the coaching staff and making the right calls, making the right decisions. I do want to see a little bit more improvement from Nolan. Um, so that there isn't that wasted timeout. Not that the 49ers needed it, but there isn't that wasted timeout in going for the win or kicking the field goal or, or what have you. Uh, of course, touching uh, uh, on field goals, I do want to bring up the special teams. And the special teams uh, did look a little bit better than last week. They still need some improvement on the coverage team. But what I'm really worried about right now is place kicker Joe Nenny. Uh, Nenny's missed two field goals that would have been automatic for him last year. And it's not so much the misses that bother me, but I'm worried that he's going to lose his confidence. There's nothing worse than a place kicker who's lost their confidence. So really hoping that Nenny has his misses worked out of him and that he can come in, put those misses uh, behind him, 
and uh, kick you know near perfect for the rest of the season. At some point, he is going to be in a situation where we're going to need to count on him to win the game. And you know, unlike last week, there won't be an opportunity for him to have a do-over always. And so uh, we really need Nedney to step up and be automatic like he has been in the past. That's pretty much my thoughts on this week's game. Uh, we did uh, pretty well. There's been a lot of improvements, certainly week over week, and looking back to the past few seasons, it's very important that the 49ers stay on that very aggressive attack style and keep this type of performance up. Uh, really, uh, hats off to the team. They did a, a fantastic job. They beat a team they were supposed to beat, and they did it quite easily. Um, and that, that's pretty much what shapes up. Looking ahead to next week, you know, it's not going to be an easy win. We're going to have to stack the box. They may have, uh, you know, a couple of receivers or a receiver and a tight end out. Uh, Jeremy Shockey appears to be out with a sports hernia that could contribute to the 49ers uh, having a bit of an easier time against the Saints. But it won't be an easy win. And certainly the next four games will be tougher than the 49ers have had to deal with in a long time. But they'll know exactly where they stand in the big play, big teams of the NFL. Thank you all once again for tuning in. I uh, hope you appreciate the much abbreviated version of the 49ers Paradise Podcast Show. Again, we invite your comments in the forum. Please tell us what you think. It helps us produce a better show. And uh, until next time, take care and have fun. of the 49ers had only just begun.